0: Yeah, come on. It's like that. It's like that. Hello and welcome to my young, loyal listeners of Teen Bible Study Talk in 10 Minutes. So what do you know? Word on the go. This podcast is brought to you by and produced by Real Time with the Bennett's, where real talk happens all the time. Ooh. I'm your host, Minister Bennett, of today's episode, and my co-host is the lovely Sister Bennett. In this week's episode, we will be beginning a new series, dealing with messy relationships. We will be talking about love according to God's Word. Yeah, that's right. Come on, come on, come on. What does the Bible say about love? Love is an intense feeling of deep affection. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 and 5 tells us, love is patient love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It is not self-seeking. It is not angered. It keeps no record of when we're wronged. From the biblical definition, you can see love in God's eyes are a lot of things. What's interesting to note is God's love is pointed away from us. Hold on. Don't start thinking too hard. Did he just say God's love is not for us? No, that's not what I said. Let me ask you this first. Where does love come from? Bingo, from God. The Bible tells us, my dear teens, let us love one another for love comes from God. God is saying we must love more than just ourselves. God commands us to love with more than just words or speech. I'm pretty sure at some point in your life you've heard or used these phrases. Actions speak louder than words. Put your money where your mouth is. By doing what's right is a clear expression of your love for God. As young believers, you must adopt God's values to continually show your unwavering love for God. I want you to listen to this. When we ignore God's attempts at getting our attention to do something God wants us to do for someone else who needs to see or feel the love of God through us, we are disobediently and selfishly mapping our own course that leads to our personal satisfaction and happiness. Whenever we don't listen to our parents, teachers, people who are responsible for our well-being it's because it makes us happy yes I said it you get happy by not listening in contrary to popular belief when we do listen we are truly honoring God <laughs> what's greater God's love or your happiness happiness is thought to be something we experience throughout our lives but it's not a state that we can live in each and every day according to the psychologist A very different contrast to God's claim about his love, where he says nothing can separate us from the love of God. What are these things that that try to uh, separate us from God? And God refutes that they don't. Death, the grave won't be able to hold you because Jesus was resurrected and so will you be one day. Life, the things that you go through in life cannot stop you or separate you from the love of God. The powers, these are the things that may have temporary stronghold over you. Those bad things, those habits, those bad people, things present, the things that you are currently going through in your life, whether school, teachers, bullies, your peers, things in your future, the things that are yet to come in your young life that you don't that you're not aware of, that you may be impacted by. But none of these things can separate you from the love of God. See, these things may sound weird and foreign to you now as young teens, but I encourage you to read Romans 8, 38 and 39 in its entirety. I didn't ask you, my young loyal listeners, what do you prefer, your happiness or God's love? I believe from the perspective of the older generation, we suspect that by your actions that your happiness is more important than anything else in this world. The reason this appears to be true is this. Many teens will tell you it's all about them. Teens like yourself evaluate or measure their popularity, success, and failure on the value of their happiness. When a person seeks happiness, they are seeking something to satisfy and gratify, something on the inside which only serves them. Don't fool yourselves into thinking your happiness can bring happiness in others. So, what is greater? John 13, 15 and 13 tells us, There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for his friends. No, no, and no. God is not asking any of you to be Jesus Christ or a modern day martyr. He's asking you simply to consider the happiness of others above your self-serving happiness. He goes on to say, you are my family, his friend, if you do what I command you. That's Jesus talking. What command was that? Bingo again, that you love one another with the love of Christ as he loved you. Watch this. I got you covered. Psalm 37 and 4. Delight yourself in the Lord and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Translation, love God sincerely. This is not a game. And he will give you the happiness you seek as long as it glorifies him. We've talked about the biblical meaning of love. We've talked about what's greater, your happiness or God's love. And now we're going to talk about returning back to your first love. One of the many reasons that I think of why we should drop everything we're doing, make an about face and return our attention and affection to God, It's because Jesus in John 15 and 12 laid down his life for us in hopes that we would follow his command to love one another. Jesus forfeited his earthly happiness to show his undying love for you and me. I want you to consider this after hearing what Jesus did. Ask yourself this hard question and be brutally honest with yourself when answering. How strong is your relationship with your parents? With your siblings? with your extended families, with your friends, and for my married listeners, with your spouse. If any of these relationships need some work, what would you be willing to pay for better relationships? What sacrifices would you make to advance the lives of the very people you say you love and are important to you? Oh, my young listeners, never think that there is no time to fix or repair the broken relationships or the damaged friendships that appear to be dead in your life. With God on your side, there is no situation when you truly love God and through the love of God that you can't, that can't be revived. I will leave you with this quote. You can always give without love, but you can never love without giving. Amy Carmichael. Hey, let's see what they're rapping about over here in the conversation corner.
1: Hey, Minister Bennett.
0: What y'all rapping about over here?
1: We were chatting about John 15, 11, 12, where it says, These things I've spoken to you, that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. So the question popped up, how do I love like Jesus? On the real, people are hard to love. Yes, it is true. Some people make it hard to love them unconditionally. But we have to remember that Jesus is love and he loves us with all of our faults, with all of our shortcomings with all of our ungodly actions, and even with our lack of trust in him. And I know some of you have been through some things at your age that may have been hurtful and painful, whether in school, at home, and for some, even among the persons you thought were your friends, leaving you feeling like you're unlovable. That devil is a liar. Remember, you are fearfully and wonderfully made, and you are loved. Now to the to love others unconditionally, we have to love without conditions, meaning you can't say, I'll love Love you if I love you when I love you, but first, no, you're not loving unconditionally. If there are ifs, wins, and buts to your love, what if Jesus did that to us? Because face it, on the real, some of us are hard to love and we don't make it easy for others to love us. Young folk, you have to look beyond yourselves and look to Jesus to give you the joy that you need to love others unconditionally. You must have the joy of the Lord. And joy is an emotion of great delight or happiness caused by something exceptionally good or satisfying. Now, isn't that Jesus? Good and satisfying. He is enough for us to love others like he has loved us. If we really accept Jesus into our hearts and confess our sins, I guarantee you, you will begin to love without conditions. We all have faults, but we are all lovable. Trust God.
0: Wow, that's awesome. As always, I have nothing to add, nothing to say. We're going to end this podcast with the famous words just spoken by Sister Bennett. Pastor Kenneth E. Stewart, it's Christian Education Ministry in association with Real Time with the Bennett's. But real talk, what? You got it. Happens all the time. Yeah, it's like that.